and welcome to TFPR Podcast, the Filipino Parents Review, where we share about books, movies, TV shows, craft, and everything else in between. I'm Angel. I'm Jumi. Happy New Month! I can't believe another month has gone by already. We just talked about our New Year plans and now we're already one month into 2021. My gosh. And speaking of, how was your January reading month, Jumi? I want to know, what are your favorite books? Grabe, no? <laughs> Time seems to go by really fast. Yeah. Okay, so I I finished three books in January. Oh, that's a Yay! record for me. <laughs> so one of those um I started in December, but still, alam mo na ko ano yun, diba? <laughs> And then of those three books that I read, I really liked the last one. So I've already shared in our past episodes what those two books are. So let's give airtime to this third book, na lang. Yeah, check na lang nila sa previous episode. <laughs> yes. So, this book, the third book, is America is Not the Heart by Elaine Castillo. So, she she's born of, with, born from, <laughs> her parents are Filipino, <laughs> but she was born and raised in America. So, ayun. So, I read it as part of our challenge. Ah? Our book challenge. Yes. Because it fits right into the category of Filipinos overseas. Mm-hmm. Ayun. So, majority of the book... I'll, 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 I'll make kwento about the book, ha? So, majority of the book was set around the 90s. But I think it started during the mid to late 80s after the martial law. So, it's a bit political... Although everything's political, <laughs> but that's, that's for a different episode. So yeah, back to the book. Um, it started with Paz as the narrator, and she was a nurse in the Philippines, and then she migrated to the U.S. as a nurse also, and worked there worked there as a nurse. Then she stayed in Milpitas, California. So it's um around it's near San Francisco, yeah, it's a Bay Area, sure. So then years later, during the 90s, the niece of Paz's husband came from the Philippines to stay with them. So she, so the hero, that's the niece's nickname, Hero, it's actually Heronima. And then the nickname was Hero. Cool. Okay, so, yeah. uh, cool, diba? So she went there as an parang exile. Because she was part of the New People's Army during the martial law. And she was captured and then held hostage and everyone thought she was dead because her parents disowned her. Ganyan. So her uncle was the one who saved her when she was freed and asked his sister to send her to the US to live with them there. So from that time she was introduced to the story, she became the narrator. So she talked about her life as an undocumented immigrant, the kind of life they have in the States with her uncle and aunt working multiple jobs, taking on sh- night shifts and holiday work for extra pay. Yeah. Yan, yung parang how difficult, in a way, kasi diba, for, for us here in the Philippines, sometimes when we think about people um who live in the States, we feel like, Ah, oh, so their glamorous. life is so... Yeah, diba? Parang, wow, naka-America ka na. Parang ganun. Yeah, yeah. But, but in, in this book, parang... 
it's there it's trying to break that kind of notion na yeah. glamorous life that they they're living a glamorous life in yes mm. but hindi talagang kayod kung kayod so they really work hard and then she liked um and then hero also liked another filipina who she's befriended in the states so there was also an lgbtqia angle which i was i wasn't expecting because <laughs> I, I, i didn't i didn't read any other review about it so i didn't know so yun so it's a lot a lot of themes going on in just one book but it was really good so it's not a five star read like na parang oh, super ganda i really really yeah. love it but i don't think it's that but i really really enjoyed it So how about you? How was your January reading month? Yeah, well, that book it's really it sounds interesting. So hopefully, I can read it this month. So I'll add that yes. to my to be read to be read. But um, January for me was my best reading month ever. Being able to read five books, but wow, yeah, but you so know, it's like not one because, book a a week. Yeah, but um, sige, I'll, I'll I'll tell you why I was able to do that. But um, it was so good for me not because I was able to read a lot, but rather I was able to fill my time with something that's really meaningful to me, rather than mm-hmm. just you know social doing social media. Which for me, in my perspective, it's just for me. So I'm not bashing anyone who's always <laughs> on social media. Um, it gave me like a sense of purpose and you know it's fun to achieve things like that um and i like competing but it's fun to compete my, with myself <laughs> so with storygraph kasi you can see how many books you read on the same month last year versus ah. this year yeah that's why i like their statistics their analytics so much and it's so fun to see factoids like that Mm-mm. And yeah, and you know that competition is just between me and my to be read pile, not <laughs> with any other person. But you know, I just have to make a dent of my to be read pile so I can shop more. <laughs> but right, right, right. <laughs> you agree, and our husbands agree. <laughs> okay, so I was able to read five books because um. First of all, the two books were fiction, fiction books, um, and then the three books were nonfiction. But I kind of came through like because the other book was considered this by Karen class, so we started mm-hmm. to read that last year, right? And then um, ah yeah, for the fiction books, I learned a lesson there, and I wanted to share this with you because I always, I mean. My lesson was to always look for content warnings before acquiring or purchasing a book, because you know, like we discussed this a little right in the past episodes. How in five years, mm-hmm. though I like the twist, it had graphic sexual content, which I try to avoid or I'm not a fan of. Because you know, if a book is filled with so many details like that. It consumes the pages, and the you know the mm. the entire book will just be like that, right? And you'll just skim through it, and it's like you didn't read that much anyway. So yeah, it was kind of disappointing that 
but it's good because that was just part of my um that ebook app that I have. And then for my year of rest and relaxation by Odessa Moshfeg. I was so surprised because it was hyped a lot on social media and yeah, you know I, I read that it's really good. Yeah, because she's an award-winning author, a female author, and I think this is her fourth or fifth book already. So, you know, she has a good, you know, status. Um, and okay, I want to be honest. It's because it has a beautiful painting cover, and it has you know a pink um spine, a hat, that pink highlighter color spine. So it just looks so nice, but. Because I didn't read the content warnings, I didn't know what to expect. And mm. it was so, so, so dark and twisty. As in, it was so depressing. And I found myself, whenever I, I wanted to read, to pick up the book, um, I wanted to eat sweets or to, <laughs> yeah, I wanted to eat something sweet. So, or, so it's like, it's not really rest and relaxation. Yes. yes. I kind of expected it to be like, you know, eat, pray, love, yeah. or a memoir, or something like that. That's, you know, that's depicting like Med- finding yourself. Yeah, yeah, I know. And that was my mistake. But I can agree with some. I think I gave it four stars or three stars. Three stars. I gave it three stars because the writing was really good. Mm-hmm. And I guess I don't have to worry about people being spoiled because it's been out for like, okay, so this is something that to encourage us to give more background about the books. If it's been published for two years or more, it's okay not to spoil. It's okay to spoil na because <laughs> so many have posted about it. Maybe there's a movie already about it, or diba? So it's fine. So I will share with you because I I don't think I won't recommend that you read it. It's not. It's really not fun. And the only reason why I yeah the only reason why I wanted to finish it was the premise was interesting. It has some nine eleven elements, you know, mm. because the setting is in New York Mm-mm. and. She didn't have a name for the main protagonist. Oh. And I didn't realize... It's interesting, right? So maybe you, you might want to read that because of that. And you'll discover that when you know that fact about her writing, it's really good because how can you write about a main character without ever mentioning the name? Mm-mm. Right? So you should be able to make writings or words or quotes that it's just it's good and mm-hmm. I'm not a writer so I don't know the writing styles or whatever but it's good mm-hmm. so that was a good um, the main I guess thing that encouraged me to finish it but yeah, yeah so I, interesting I like that you mentioned that because in in the book that I read America is not the heart mm. actually there that one there's no quotation marks. So even if the character is already talking, there's still no quotation marks. Yeah. So that's one of the interesting things about the book also. Mm -hmm. And like you, I don't look at content warnings also. (laughs) 
<laughs> and I also don't do prior research about authors either. Ay, nako. The two of I us. I wonder <laughs> nga if, should I really be doing that? Kasi ako, I really, sorry, but I really judge a book by the cover. Right, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, if, if it's, if it's really nice, mm. okay, most, and then I like the title. Yeah. It's, it's that, like, the title is not something that um intimidates me. Like, there's a mm. book that you shared with me last time. And I was like, I, I, I had to Google what it means first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I feel intimidated. Parang, hindi ko maintindihan. I don't understand yeah. what the title is about. Parang, I'm not gonna get that. That's part of me judging the book by its uh-uh. cover and by its title. Should we? Should we really check yeah. out content warnings? Research think, the authors? I think now that we have story graph, right, it's impossible mm. for us not to see content warnings or things because that's really one of the best features that they have. Um, but sometimes... My concern is it might spoil the story for me. I'll show I'll show you. I'll I'll take a video of uh, how I I look at it cuz since it's a startup right and they just launched the product. They don't have as many product reviewers or anything. Like that. But there's a way for you to search without spoiling like just looking at the content warnings or mm. um just clicking on star reviews without any written explanation. Mm-mm. Yeah, because so sometimes the reviewers, is it what mm, they call it? The readers yeah. who review, don't come out to spoil when they already yep. tell you what happened in the story, the character mm. that they liked, and then parang, oh, <laughs> no, I, I didn't know. want to read it That's yet. so terrible. And then you find out you like the story pala. Mm-mm. And then yeah. they just ruined it for you. Um, in in Goodreads, like the old reading tracking app, there's a segment there where you can tag this part of your review as a spoiler. Ah. But, yeah, but I guess even like me, it's hard to do it and I'm lazy to do that. So maybe people don't do that anymore. But it's like with a story warning graph, to the content warning. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, story graph, they just put there the like for content warnings Mm-mm. even on instagram some some bookstagrammers would do that they would put cw and put the topics that might oh, trigger cw that's what cw yes yes i just found that i just learned about that also because of story gap <laughs> yeah I so no cw as the um as the media the network creator yeah. yes <laughs> one tree hill <laughs> yes i know that also and it shows our age and our our generation. <laughs> so yeah, so now there's a new meaning for a CW and it's content warning. And I guess even us, to post responsibly on social media, right? It would be good to to put things like that. Like mm-hmm. if you have a friend or I personally, I am triggered by... Um, graphic sexual content. I would appreciate mm. if people would put there that this book has those mm-hmm. types of things. Or suicide, or, you know, um, broken families, things like that. So, it's good. Yeah. It's it's a good feature. And, yeah, so that's 
story graph. Maybe you should share more about that next time. But going back to my January reads, for my nonfiction, um, I guess I consider con- consider consider this. <laughs> I considered consider this as a January read because I skimmed through it and there was a study guide or a discussion guide that I found online. So mm-hmm. I went yeah. through it and kind of journaled a little about it. So I counted that as a January read also. Even if I skimmed through the first part because we read it last year, right? Um, and then I finished the rest of the book this year. Another nonfiction that I read was Breaking Bread with the Dead by Alan Jacobs. And the reading life, The Joy of Seeing New Worlds Through Others' Eyes by C.S. Lewis, which are both encouraging and sobering at the same time because both books are full of essays about how times change, but great books stand the test of time. And that the writers, they encourage us to read them. So, like, I know I... I'm not sure if I shared a lot about Breaking Bread with the Dead, but the premise was that if we know these old books and those who who wrote them, the authors, the background, the time, um, they can help us work towards having a tranquil mind when we read or when we consume media because we won't be bothered as much with how times are changing or what's happening in the present. Because somehow you know that in the past, something like this has already happened. And Mm. unlike in the future, which is not written yet and we don't know yet, it, you know, it just gives you anxiety, right? So Mm -mm. that was really mind-blowing and it was very encouraging to 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 hear that from a scholar who knows mm. and who loves and who teaches about these great classic books. And the main reason why I picked up that book was because I started reading books about books. That's kind of a genre on its own. Um, and it's kind of literary criticism um the subgenre but yeah i started reading those type of books because when i had this de- desire to read classics um that i didn't read when i was younger i found out it wasn't as easy as i thought as compared to reading a fiction book or a novel mm-hmm. like i know you shared it last time that you can sit in one sitting, you can finish a book without eating or without, yeah. <laughs> you know, with, without bathroom breaks and just without sleeping. And you can, you can do it and it's enjoyable. But I couldn't do that for classics. Mm. So I, I, I want, I wondered why, why the case was like that. And so I guess I wanted to find out or have a reason as to why I am forcing. Well, not forcing, but working towards the goal of reading the great books or the classic books. Um, and so, yeah, that book really helped me figure it out for myself. Um, and I encourage you and our friends who are listening 
to read books like this because it's like having wise friends or mentors mm-hmm. who encourage you to read the classics, right? And you don't find a lot of people like that anymore during this time, right? Because why would they bother with the classics? But they made really good they they made really good cases about it and they can encourage you. Especially this book by C.S. Lewis. I mean, I I enjoy reading C.S. Lewis, but he's not a very, you know, modern writer, so his English mm-hmm. is not as easy to understand. But I can recommend that if you want to read something from him, you should read this book because um, it's a collection of his essays or letters that um, the publisher compiled together. So you get a preview of his writing style and on one on what topics he wrote about, which is quite a lot. But here, okay, fine. Um, I leave you with this book from C.S. Lewis because I think he says it all and I can just shut up about it. Literary experience heals the wound without undermining the privilege of individuality. There are mass emotions which heal the wound, but they destroy the privilege. In them, our separate selves are pulled and we sink back into sub-individuality. But in reading great literature, I become a thousand men and yet remain myself. Like the night sky in the Greek poem, I see with a myriad eyes, but it is still I who see. Here, as in worship, in love, in moral action, and in knowing, I transcend myself. And I am never more myself than when I do. Oh, I love that. That will I definitely go on my wall of quotes. <laughs> Nagusbombs ako with I become a thousand men and yet remain myself. Right? Right? <laughs> yeah, I so get good. it. I didn't read classics when I was younger also. And now that we are using the Charlotte Mason method in homeschooling, I think I get more motivation to do so. Mm-hmm. And after reading Little Women last year, I really felt quite regretful for not picking up those books before. Mm-hmm. Parang sayang. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like I, I read quite a lot in college, like on top of the required and recommended readings for my classes. But but the books the books that I read are mostly YA. <laughs> Young yeah. adult fiction, yeah. I think I needed a break from academic reading, and YA fiction mm-hmm. is the best for that. So now I think it's the perfect time to read more classics. Yeah. Na lang ka. So we, I, I can read classics with somebody else. <laughs> and yes, please pass Breaking Bad with the Dead. Breaking Breaking Bad. <laughs> that's, a, that's a show, right? Yeah, different topic naman yan, <laughs> Please pass Breaking Bread with the Dead to me. Yes. Or else I might add to heart. Because <laughs> I've been wanting to add to heart the Midnight Library. And pwede ko na silang thing. pagsabayan in this, no! from this one. Seven. <laughs> <laughs> How about books you lined up for, the ne- for this month? Yeah, before I talk about that, I think you want your own copy. But you should just... I'll let you borrow, and then in case you want to buy, fine. But like, yeah, after it's really chapter one. Yeah, <laughs> in general, I'll return this book to you because I wanna have my own. Because wait, it's here beside me. Okay, look at the cover. 
I know. It's so nice, right? And it's it's the dust jacket. It's nice. And then without uh, it, without the dust jacket, Harry it's Potter. also nice. Yeah, I know. And we like really. We don't buy a lot of fancy things, but we buy us, fancy books. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> give us a book with a great cover and sold. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, anyway, so maybe we should make another topic about books and judging them by their cover. That's very interesting. Anyway, but for me, for for Feb, right, we're talking about since it's the first week of the month, we want to talk about the books that we're excited to read for February. Um, For me, I started Jane Eyre also. Yay! Because Yay. My, my physical copy arrived already. And I wanted to read it with you so we can chat about it and hopefully it will encourage us to read the rest of Charlotte Bronte's books or the other Bronte sisters' books. And yeah. Um but for me I wanted also to finish the Rosie Project series. I know I shared about it a little mm-hmm. in one episode. I read the first two books last year and now I want to read the final book. Um because you know, with with a great book, it's just not as good as reading a series where there's less heartache. I guess when you mm-hmm. finish a good book, right? And there's not there's no prequel or a sequel or a new book that's gonna come. It it like it ends, and you're left to ponder. You know, it's like a breakup. I mean, the, the the book nerds will understand this. But yeah, so I, I miss reading series. So I'll do that. And I'm interested to know because I know you read a lot of series before. So I want to know also like what you are going to read this Feb and you know if you have series that are your favorites. Oh, thank you. Before that, I'm so happy you started Jane Eyre already. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I just, me, I just got through chapter 12. So, for sure, maunahan mo pa ako <laughs> Hindi. It's so hard. It's hard for me to read classics. So, yeah. We'll do it together. I mean, like Helen Burns. And mm-hmm. then, you've met not, her already. Not, not, not yet. yet, not yet. So, I really like her character. So I'm gonna follow your lead and start a commonplace book. <laughs> and she Yay. will definitely be there. Mm-hmm. See Helen Bird. So oh, okay. I'm not gonna say more. Don't spoil about that. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, series. I love reading series. So my favorites are the Jessica Darling series by Megan McCafferty. So it's it's about Jessica Darling. So it started the first book started when she was, I think, middle Grade, I don't know. I, I, grade school I read it in for so long ago. Yeah, is that grade school? So no, maybe not. Um, maybe around uh first year high school, mga ganun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, ano bang tawag nila don? Lower high school, middle? I don't know. So yun. So it started there. The first book, ganun, and then yeah. the fifth book, she's already working. So you nice. kind of grew up with the character. Uh huh. With Jessica Darling, so it's it's really nice because you see her, you see her, 
you read about her um transformation, quote unquote mm. transformation from being that dorky girl to to yeah, to a who she girl. to a working yeah. girl. You, are then, you trying is, not to spoil me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing a and good then, job. And then I know. The Sisterhood series by Andra mm. Shares. So although I'm not sure if I read Sisterhood Everlasting. Because I researched before we recorded. And just to make sure I got the series title right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then five books came up. And I'm only sure I read up to Forever in Blue. That's the fourth book. Ooh, wait, is so that the same as the five. movie? Yes. This, ah, oh, maybe we should take that up. I love that movie. Me too. <laughs> Thanks for I, the record. The Check good, it out. The, good, the, the book is good. The books are good. Speaking of series, so since you shared about your favorite series offline, that's why I wanted to bring it up here. I started Bridgerton because I, I know you also watch the show and I, I tagged you on Instagram last Mm-mm. year. And we talked a little, but it's not it's not worth talking about here. Anyway, so I wanted to the find show or the book, the show, but also the book. Uh, so <laughs> I'm gonna tell you that I started it, but me, um, talaga. Yeah, I I finished in one sitting. I until chapter two, and I guess it's very similar. Um, I hope the fans will not hate me, but. The order was different from the series, right? So, okay, interesting at first. But then, it didn't interest me enough na after two chapters. So, maybe I'll just wait for the Netflix show or not. Because, like what I said, it wasn't that special for me anyway, that show. But I I enjoyed some parts of it, like the parties, the, you know, seeing the the outfits and mm-hmm. I guess the cinematography was good and I like really that they do classical-ish rendition of pop music. Did you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. right. So that was fun for me and I really enjoyed it while I was watching. But I skipped a lot of, you know, parts. So I guess it wasn't that worth it for me to watch. So yeah, maybe I'll just wait for the new Gossip Girl show. <laughs> right? Because it's coming. Yay. I know. I want Can to you... comment on Gossip Girl. Yeah, because I was going <laughs> to say pala that you're the only person I know who read the series. Talaga? Yeah. Because me and my husband, okay, I'm not embarrassed about it. We watch the show. Like, in, in our younger years. Mm-hmm. It's part of who we are. And we we like to to dream about New York and things like mm-hmm. that. So that's why we... That, that show is a classic for us. But yeah, <laughs> how about the book? I read the series nga, and I really enjoyed how diverse the characters are. So I mm-hmm. remember I felt a bit of culture shock when I read the book. Talaga. Especially when I when I met, met talaga, Chuck, Vanessa, <laughs> and Dan. Sila mm-hmm. talaga, those three characters. And the show is great, diba? And yeah, I, I agree. It's a classic book. <laughs> BNS, you know. <laughs> yeah, but I might be biased because I really love Blake Lively, who was also in mm-hmm. the Traveling Pants movies. 
And it was narrated by Kristen Bell, Veronica Mars, hands down, my favorite TV character of all time. Did you watch that show? No, th- that's no. on my list. After watch Bones. it. Yes, Uh-oh. after watch Bones. that. So, yeah, anyway, I like the show and I watched it and rewatched it all, rewatched all seasons. Ganyan. But mm. many of the characters were so different from the book. So, biggest yeah, differences were Chuck and Dan. Mm-hmm. So I love TV Dan, but I enjoyed Chuck Book Chuck <laughs> Book Chuck more. And I think many will probably not agree with me. I know my cousin will fight me over this. That's so interesting because my favorite TV character is Chuck. Chuck. Yeah. In the book, in the book, he actually he actually has a pet monkey. That's so weird and interesting. <laughs> Convince me to pick up the series. The, the book. Yeah, go. Yeah, I, I forgot the how reason, many books those are. We'll have to check. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's like a you know a stroll back into our teen teeny Bobby <laughs> lives. I when I got married, I gifted my my series my 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 book series to my to my cousins and to my yeah. It's like passing on. Okay, I'm yes. maturing now. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? <laughs> yeah, but so so. <laughs> but you know the reason I wanted to say this. The reason why I was interested in Bridgerton because the preview was kind was of very gossip girl. Yes, yeah, right. Lady Miss, whistle. La- yeah, lady whistle down. Whistle. Yeah. But it was a letdown. <laughs> I wonder why. Shonda picked it up. I know. I know. Shonda, you are my favorite. You have the best shows ever. But why? <laughs> why would you do this? I just finished Grace Anatomy but, again. But and your Grace. Just... But your Grace. It's so boggy naman. It's so guapo. Para okay na yon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know. And, you know, I was so surprised that Julie Andrews mm. got the project, right, to narrate mm-hmm. it. And that was one of the things that I really liked. But anyway. I think fine. shows like that, narrators will make or break shows like that. I mean. Yeah, sure. But that's why Gossip Girl is so nice because of Kristen Bell. <laughs> so epic. Yep. That diba? voice, right? Yes. Imagine another actress doing that. I can't. No, I can't. I can't imagine. <laughs> anyway, so we'll, I- we'll take this... <laughs> <laughs> this topic offline <laughs> so we can move on okay so for February I just finished The Right Swipe by Alicia Rai which is the Already? first book of her yes I read it in a day so nice. <laughs> it's the first book of her modern love series so you probably already know what it's about because of its title mm-hmm. so it was okay it's a really fast read it has a bit of a feminist trope and the characters were diverse. So I like the main character. She owns a dating app. And it, and she's the only female CEO in the industry. And she's a person of color. So she has a lot of challenges in front mm-hmm. of her. So the book is actually recommended by a friend. So I took her word for it. And then I was so shocked with the steamy sex scenes. <laughs> Rivaling Fifty Shades of Grey. As in, Seriously? Yeah. Oh my goodness. So... So after I read it, I googled the author, 
And apparently, that's her genre pala. Erotic, sensual. So, I was not prepared at all. Ito na nga kasi, di ba? Baka nga dapat, we're really, we're, we're, we're really looking into... I know. Content what, warnings. Was it again? CW. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Content warnings. And Your friend knew, didn't CW. Knowing more about... <laughs> no, she said she really enjoyed it. Nothing against your friend. I okay. know. Hi, friend. Yeah, I know. But, but kasi it's just so different. Naman talaga, or, yeah. yeah. I get you. I, I get you. Yeah. I, the feminist... um Angle. I, yeah, yeah, angle. I, I, I like that part. I like that part. <laughs> mm. But, yun nga. So, there. So, the story was nice. <laughs> but this is one series where I do... It's, it's one series that where I didn't feel the need to read the next one. Because mm-hmm. I think, diba there are series na, um, in the first book, you will uh, meet different characters, and then the next book will be about the another character, like a friend yeah. uh-huh. of the of the lead character mm-hmm. in the first Just book. Just to keep so the like series this. going, yeah. Yeah, so it's like that. And... I didn't really form that much interest <laughs> on the other characters. So parang okay, sige. Okay lang. So I'm not yeah. it's it's something that I'm not gonna read the next book. Mm-hmm. You gonna the next book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that this is where also okay. I'm hyping this app so much because it's just so great. There's also one part in Storygraph where they put ratings in a percentage mm. type of how much this book is driven by characters or is mm. it plot driven you know things like that that gives you an idea a good idea without spoiling you about things that you like and um they categorize it really nicely like romance light-hearted fast read medium paced read right so i think we should really be more diligent in doing that. Because even if we read a modern novel in a day, right, mm-hmm. it's still a few hours of our reading time that we could spend. I mean, anyway, I'm overthinking this because I'm an overthinking thinker <laughs> and people know that. But I guess it's a good balance, don't get me wrong, of having modern novels. And I enjoy that. Um, sandwiched, I guess, between classics mm-hmm. and homeschooling books. And, you know, like what you said, when you were in school, it's good to have, you know, that easy read. And that's mm-hmm. also a valid form of reading. But, I guess when you read the classics, you can really see the standard of great books. And it makes you crave more for the classics when you encounter novels that then make such a big impact on your life or your reading life. I mean, like, these series are some of the modern novels that we're reading. We just take it as it is. And it's a palette cleanser. And it's a fun, easy read. And that's it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's why, right? after reading that, I started another book, which is The Creed in Slow Motion by Ron Yes. <laughs> And this, this is, is outside my yeah. usual genre, 
Kasi it's it's about religion. So, but I'm so happy I got my hands on this book. So, thanks to my friend Jen who recommended it to me. Kasi I was I was asking her, "What are you gonna read for for homeschool for um I think uh church history." For church history, for so you asked for a recommendation, yeah. Yeah, I asked for a recommendation, and this is the book that she recommended. So, ah, sige, bilili ko kagad. I, eto na naman ako. I didn't even read about what what is it, what is it about. So, so now that I started it, parang ah, so nice. It's a collection of homilies delivered by the author, so who was a priest to British schoolgirls during World War Two. Oh, nice. Yeah, and the homilies explain the Apostles' Creed. Mm. So, parang, ang gali, parang line per line. Mm. Line by line. Mm-hmm. So, I just started it, but I'm already so moved by it that I already have a quote for my commonplace book, which I have yet to start. Let's hear it. Yes, so it's this. So, believing a thing in the theological sense means embracing it as something you are going to live by. And on the other hand, Believing a thing does mean knowing what you're talking about, using your brains over it, not merely shouting it as a slogan. Belief isn't just a matter of the intellect, isn't just a matter of the will, it is an activity of the whole man. After our virtual meetup with our book club, we want to talk about a couple of concepts from part two that we discussed. Do you want to share about the first one, Angel? Yes, again. Um, so aside from some concepts that we shared from previous episodes, which you should totally check out, <laughs> um, <laughs> we discussed these concepts, so six years of quiet growing time and being reminded of our roles as mothers when we're out in nature with our children, like, you know, letting them be or being quiet because, you know, moms, <laughs> we talk a lot. But, um, and we also, I, I, I really like this part about our meetup last time because we kind of like brainstormed with our group about starting a nature journal or what Charlotte Mason named in her book, Nature Diary, which was super exciting for me because it's something that I've been meaning to do. But before our discussion, um, I didn't have a good idea about it. I just saw them on Instagram, right? But anyway, before I delve into that, for our other book club mates who didn't make it last time and for to those people who are listening, um, a little background. If you want to be able to relate, you should pause here and pick up Charlotte Mason's Volume 1, which is Home Education that we are reading in the book club. And read with us, and you can read part 2. It's a long chapter. It's a long part, but there's a lot. There's really a lot of good concepts, and I don't think we can cover everything in all our podcast episodes. We won't finish recording if we do that. Anyway, so going back. So we talked about Charlotte Mason's encouragement for moms to study, you know, local trees, the plants, and the local living organisms around us. And we all felt challenged because it's not something that was natural for us. I guess for the participants in that session, right? 
um, to just have these random facts and names of living things around us. For us specifically, or maybe just the both of us who enjoys just, you know, having a book and reading while outside, and that's it, or having a picnic, um, rather than, you know, being that explorer and, you know, finding all those things outside. It wasn't a priority for us like that. So this part was really encouraging, and I guess we all needed to hear it, especially from the power of impression in the home, where Charlotte Mason mentioned how children are influenced by their parents. And she gave examples, which I really loved, like Gilbert White or John Audubon, and they're famous. You should just check the whole book what their work is about and who they are. Um, Charlotte Mason shared that their father showed their love of nature and inspired, quote-unquote, him to make birds his life work. And think about the God who created it. It's just so nice. This is about John Audubon. Because his work is about birds, right? So, mm-hmm. yeah. Anyway, going back to nature journaling, and I guess I needed to share that because we love context here, and yes. it's really helpful to understand, you know, the concepts that Charlotte Mason discusses. Like, in her previous episode, we shared how Instagram just shares snippets, you know, mm-hmm. and there's really not enough room to explore all of these concepts of the method. And... The reason why I appreciate this book club and this discussion so much is I didn't know the background behind nature journaling or the nature diary before. I just thought it was something invented by, you know, homeschool providers or people who love nature and who want to sell nature notebooks, things like that. (laughs) But now, at least we know the reasons behind it. And it's super inspiring, right? And as you said, um, so... The idea that we came up with was the moms as we will start our kids' nature journals by writing down the details of the things that they see or the, like, they all have that question, right? That, what's this mom? Or what's that mom? Or what do you call this mom? What's the name, right? So, we will start by jotting down those things, right? Yeah. And also take photos like you suggested or draw them ourselves. Ako, personally, that's what I'm gonna do. Or that's what I do. Just mm. try my best to draw, even if I don't have that skill. So, it's yeah. like modeling, modeling na rin, diba, to the mm-hmm. child. And then, I will just diligently transcribe everything my son says about it. I actually like what you, that you pointed that out during the, the virtual meetup na, kasi in Instagram, they're already doing it. So, sometimes you don't know how to start. Yes. And, and the meaning behind it, right? Yeah. So, and then, that's why when you read the book, when you read um Charlotte Mason, you'll really understand mm-hmm. why you need to do it or the reason behind doing it and then how you can start. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, what about the part where she wrote about reverence for life? So, let me pull the quote. Wait lang. So, um, there. So, is it advisable then to teach the children the elements of natural science, of biology, botany, zoology? On the whole, no. The dissection even of a flower is painful to a sensitive child. And during the first six or eight years of life, I would not teach them any bot- 
any botany which should necessitate the pulling of flowers to bits, much less should they be permitted to endure or destroy any form of animal life. Reverence for life as a wonderful and awful gift which a ruthless child may destroy but never can restore is a lesson of first importance to the child. And then she quoted Tennyson, So let knowledge grow from more to more, but more of reverence in us dwell. So what do you think about this part? So I think I understood more after I read Consider This because this is exactly what synthetic knowledge is about, right? Like something like delaying the specifics and letting knowledge grow from more to more, making impressions, be of inspiration. So true. I'm glad you brought up Consider This again. Even if we sound like a broken record or I know. (laughs) But it's really... That book talaga... Mm. Yes. I guess it helped us really, really appreciate the method more. Even if it was like a combination of classical and Charlotte Mason, right? Mm. So you find the things that they have in common and it was just so... It's such a great book. People, everyone should pick it up. Anyway, so analyzing or breaking down nature is very common now, right? And Mm -mm. I guess that's, that's how I... That's one of the things that I know, I thought, or my notion of nature journaling or nature walks or things like that. And, like, the example that you gave, that's just a really good perspective, right? Because how can you tell kids to take care of things or living things when you pull them from their roots or you break them apart, right? Mm -mm. It doesn't make sense. And, yeah... It's really hard to appreciate, you know, the synthetic knowledge that Karen Glass talks about and applying it to the out-of-door life, which Charlotte Mason talks about. If you don't, you know, read the methods or the origins of these concepts, right? And it's just so good because it, like, marries really well now mm-hmm. that we're reading um Charlotte Mason's work because we had the overview like yes. right of just like synthetic knowledge it's basically like that it's the overview the wholeness of nature and the cosmos we get to appreciate it or like Karen Tita Karen G's example Karen Press. we call her Tita mm-hmm. Karen G <laughs> her example was a puzzle and considering a new piece of knowledge that we see in nature as a big part of the puzzle story rather than just one separate piece or just, you know, doing a study on leaves or of this flower, right? It's just, you know, so mind-blowing and it just makes so much sense. And come on, uh, friends, read, consider this na kasi. <laughs> what are you waiting for? You know, it's so funny because people... This past few weeks, they kept asking me, "Oh, you know, you're reading about Charlotte Mason. Can you share it to us?" Um, several people, I kid you not, they asked me recommendations of modern interpretation of the book, and I always share consider this. Mm-mm. And you know, I'm so convinced that we should contact Karen Glass and say, <laughs> "Hey, you know, we're big fans." Actually, now, I think I would recommend that more than for 
for the children. For the children's sake. Yes. Yes. Right? Yes. So mm-hmm. much yes. After I read that book, parang, ah, this should be the first read. Mm-hmm. Diba? I know, right? Yeah. Okay, we'll just okay. sit here for a minute. <laughs> just, you know, process. girls. Yeah. <laughs> the awesomeness of Karen Glass's mind and how she really understood and, you know, explained this method. I know. Anyway. Okay, so back to the, back to part two. So yes. Charlotte Mason also talked about out-of-door geography. Where I think this part, she was actually encouraging. So na even the smallest thing of things can teach children great things. That just by being outdoors, there are already a myriad of opportunities to teach geography. Because I, I understand that it can be daunting. Diba? Parang, yeah. how do you start geography? Just just the word in itself. Geography. Parang, ang bigat I'm so na. bad at geography. That's always what you say. <laughs> exactly. I'm not so, good at the topic. Yeah, and... and and she said, just go outdoors. Look at the position of the sun and start there. And then it will incite a lot of awe and wonder from the child for sure. And then that would lead to discussions and lots of questions about distance, direction, the use of a compass. And then you'll learn about boundaries. And then the child will make plans like floor plans. And then that works as an introduction to the local geography. And then that will lead on to the bigger regional geography, national geography, diba? and so on. So I was really inspired by that um, part because, as you know, Alan loves to draw and he likes drawing maps. So and a couple of nights ago, he stayed up later than his usual bedtime because he wanted to draw the first floor of our home. So he was drawing on the floor. So Tommy down. Talagang, when, when he's drawing like that, you know that he's in the zone when he's on the floor drawing. So, and then, and then he was just craning his head left and right, checking the position of each piece of furniture so he can draw them on paper. So, and then afterwards, he was so fr- proud when he was showing it. Look, mama, I drew our house. Mm-hmm. I drew our house. I drew our house. So, I look at the drawing and he didn't really get every piece of furniture in the correct position. But, you know, you get some that the intention to do it was so strong Diba, process over product. Nga, product. So, talagang, nandun talaga the process. So, so this, the tracking the position of the sun. So, it's a project that we will be doing very soon. I just need to wake up early and sleep <laughs> early so I can, so I can wake up early the next day. So, I can track, so we can track the sun. No? So, and then another project I'm thinking of is to track the moon. Because mm-hmm. Alan noticed that the moon's position in the sky changes night by night. So, because we've been doing regular night walks after dinner. So, I've been uh, reflecting about this. And I think Charlotte Mason was clear with her instructions when she said, let your children be and allow them to explore things on their own. But also as the mother... Like, a little nudge, a little encouragement to the right direction is also needed from time to time. And I think that's a perfect segue, if I may say so myself, (laughs) to introduce the next chapter we will be discussing with the book club, which is part three, Habit is 10 Nature. So I'm so excited about this chapter, especially because 
habits is parang becoming synonymous to Charlotte mm-hmm. Mason. No? When you say yep. Charlotte Mason, oh, habits, ganyan. Yeah, so I'm excited I don't to... want to do Charlotte Mason because it's because habits, all about diba? habits. Yeah. Oh, and na parang, what about free will, right? Yeah. So I'm excited so we'll to dig deep yeah, and form a better understanding of what she really wrote about it. Yeah, I know. I was just thinking right now that maybe this is the time that we should also read Atomic Habits. I know. That's part of my to-be-read pile. Or maybe at least start. Because it's the same topic, right? And it's gonna make more sense. For me, having that background. And then skimming through the next chapter, part three. Mm -hmm. Um... I just had that idea, and we'll talk more about this offline. But I just want to leave everyone with this quote to entice you to read with us. And this quote is by Charlotte Mason, part three. And she said, The formation of habits is education. And education is the formation of habits. It's the weekend again. Yay! Yes. Um, and we want to share about our Mama Me Time plans, which is what we always do. And for me, I'll be rearranging our homeschool slash living room space this weekend, which I do by myself because it's just more peaceful and easier. And, you know, I get yes. to... It's just fun to do it by myself. I love rearranging. And my husband, he makes fun of me a lot because I move, you know, our stuff around our shelves several times. And (laughs) we have this running joke that when he goes to the office, sometimes when he comes home, it's like a different house. (laughs) And I couldn't do that anymore right now because he's always at home working from home and I can't make the noise, things like that. So I do it on the weekend. And I don't know, I told him it's just because we live in a small space. So when we add more things or when we remove things, we, you know, we have to make room or free up this space. And that just comes with the territory of living in a small space. And you have to find what works best for you, for our family, in the different seasons that we go through, right? So, I enjoy doing it, so fine. Um, And the reason why is because we intended to make it into, like, a classroom type before, full of shelves, full of materials, but I guess it didn't work really for us. So, and that's the beauty of doing an eclectic, style of homeschooling you know we can just really find what works best for us and right now it's having more room for legos and building and a reading nook because we like doing that together like sometimes i'll be reading and then mark and buddy will just be building or sometimes mark will be sitting on the reading chair and playing the guitar while we're the ones who are building. So it's just, you know, a fun family activity. And I had this idea after you shared about Lego Masters. And mm-hmm. it's just a fun show. We watched it all together. And it inspired us, 
even me and my husband to build with Bali because it's just so nice. I like I like seeing people build in that show. It's so inspiring, and yeah. And aside from that, um, I wanted to finish this book that I've been reading for a month now because it's just so long and. I guess it's not as it's it's good. I still love it. It's Mythos by Stephen Fry. It's just I didn't expect it to be so separate, like separate Greek stories, um, as compared to the first few parts where the story still flowed. And then right now, um, you know, after having a lot of um, the humans and you know uh, demigods and things like that. It just kind of separated into like individual stories. So sometimes I would read one story and I will put down the book because, okay, there's already one story. And like before where you keep on, right, you keep on discovering what happened to this story and things like that. But it's fun. I really like his writing style and even some of the ancient Greek scholars, they applauded um Stephen Fry for this, you know, rewriting the classics in his own writing style. So yeah, I'm excited. Hopefully I get to finish it this weekend. Is um, it super cause... long? Yeah, it's it's a big hardbound book. My physical copy. I like mm-hmm. it because it has um notes on the bottom. And if you're reading an ebook, right, it doesn't you, you can mm. really see that in the page, right? Yes. Plus, it has um classical paintings and classical pictures ah. in it. So, that made the book longer. Plus, the font, I guess, is just... Anyway, so we're delving into judging the book territory again. <laughs> yeah, but I'll pass... Uh, my plan is to finish it and pass it on to you. Because it's interesting. It's It's fun. It's... Typically, a book that you can finish throughout the year. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a book like that because, like what I said, the the stories became so separate that you can just pick one story a week and then you'll know the whole Greek, you know, myths um, in 2021. So, yeah, it's a good book. That's but, nice. Yep. And, of course, Jane Eyre because even if I was so shocked and I guess it's because I was reading my year of rest and relaxation. Rest and rest. Yeah. It's not really about rest That's not and really so light Restful. and so dark. <laughs> yeah. It made Jane Eyre much more heavier in theme, right? Because the first few oh. parts was about Mm-mm. content warning abuse and things like yeah. that. So. Uh-oh. That's why I messaged you already, Jumi. You will just get better. <laughs> Tell me. Encourage me. So, yeah. I hope to pick it up and, you know, catch up so we can discuss your favorite character. But, yeah. How about you? What are your mama me time plans? Me? Wait lang. About Lego Masters. Do you remember mm-hmm. the wall of minifigures? Yes. In Lego Masters. Do you want I that? I want to have that. Kasi diba Alan has a lot of minifigures. Uh-huh. But they're all jumbled. <laughs> They're and they're not the good to be displayed beans. or stored in the do- drawers that I gave Uh-oh. in even, right? They don't deserve yeah. to stay there. 
you have to see them because they're, they're yeah. so cute, right? Mm-hmm. So so that's a project for in the future, maybe when Alan is older. Because right now he's just really into mix mixing and matching mm-hmm. different body parts, yeah. and sometimes he would even remove the arm. Do you know that you can remove the arm? I didn't know you can do that. Yes, Even as can. I was researching the categories of how you organize, it's just head, um, headgear, and then body. That's yes, it. Yes, you can remove the arm. Because he, he, he discovered that because he wanted, I think, I think the, the, the minifigure that he has has mm-hmm. a colored shirt mm-hmm. and then um, a brown arm. And then mm-hmm. he wanted it to be black. So he removed it and then changed it. She got another body <laughs> that's black and then she put it there. And I was like, so I didn't know you can do that. <laughs> that's why Lego minifigures are not super young kids. Yeah, for the younger kids. And even the hand, ha, you can remove the hand. I didn't know that. I I hope body never discovers. <laughs> There's gonna be more parts to organize and to find. <laughs> I know. So sometimes I will find arms without hands. Intense. That's a different level of <laughs> like. Alan sometimes would like uh konyare the, the minifigure will be wearing gloves. Mm-mm. So it's a black arm with a brown hand. Glove. Mm. Uh, but he so didn't like the set that you know that was produced the original yeah, some, setting yeah sometimes okay lang diba so when 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 he's done kasi that's, that's how that's the kind of builder he is yeah so when he's done playing it as it's quote unquote supposed to be Mm-mm. and then he'll try to this what do you call that this not naman destroy but he'll try to move the remove the piece like, analyze, yes, analyze and then the piece. just make one based on his own imagination. Yeah. So, yeah. so good luck. I hope. I hope Buddy doesn't uh, discover that, but I think he will eventually. Yeah, I've already had Lego coffee, and then it became Lego iced coffee because he have the clear stuff, right? And he ah. sees us make iced coffee. So, oh, I was surprised. Wow. And then he discovered making. A straw from you know the the teeny tiny like cone like and then he put yes. it together and he made a straw, and it was so amazing. I was so impressed, but he wanted me to to put the straw in my mouth. He wouldn't <laughs> be satisfied that I would just pretend drink pretend. and then he would say, "I need you to put it inside your mouth so you can drink." And so <laughs> yeah, I have a Lego straw. <laughs> I know it's cute, but sometimes, as an adult, but I don't want to drink on the. I don't want that in my mouth, you know. <laughs> but yeah, these are Lego masters in the making. Yes, I know. So ako, this week I'll probably be rearranging our home library. So I've been doing some rearrangements at home too. So it's the new year bug, I think. Parang yeah. you want things to look different, you know. After mm-hmm. a year of just being indoors 
Yeah. Parang, ah, it's time for something new. So, last week, I rearranged Alan's space in our living area. I was very, I was very pleased with that. Because, <laughs> because his area is right in front of our sofa. Mm-mm. So, that's what I see every time I'm seated on the sofa, reading my book. That's, her, his area is what I see. Yeah. So, parang now, it's more clutter-free. Mm-hmm. So, parang, it's, it's, it's more peaceful to my eyes. And, yes. then, and I think he responded well to the change also. So, yun. so, this weekend, I will work on the library and then dive right back into my books. So, we've also mm-hmm. been, you know, Jane Eyre. And then, what else? Am I reading Home Education? And then, um... The Creed in slow motion. So, we've also... There. Then, we've also been um, playing street games outside a lot. Fun. The past days. Mm-mm. Yeah. So, we will probably play Pico, Taguan, Mm-mm. and Tumbang Preso. Kasi, Alan saw that in Pitong Chinelas. Again. Yeah. You know the mm-hmm. book? Yeah. yeah I know and he asked about it. I think he called it... I. He said, I want to play Pitong Chinelas game. So, go, oh, that's tumbang yeah. preso. <laughs> that's tumbang preso. Sige, uh, let's look for a can and then let's play it with that. So, that's a, that's a, that's the plan. So, I think it's really a blessing that there's virtually no person in front of our street but us. <laughs> I know. That's why I, we can I, do this. I enjoy seeing, you know, how he uses a chalk and he's mm. on the street and he's just using that as his blackboard and you don't have to clean anything. Yes. It's so we also <laughs> last a few days ago that's how I started teaching him about um telling time. So I Yeah, the big clock, yeah. Yes. <laughs> on the ground and then just found sticks from the empty lots here. So yeah, it oh. was really fun. Miss Mason would be so proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, I like I like that idea. I think I'm going to, during this weekend also, I'm going to sit down and think how in the future or maybe in the near future we can do things like that also, even if we're living in a condo. Because, yeah, it's fun. It's part of our childhood, right? And yes. Something that we should bring back, just like the classic books, right? And to our friends and if you're listening, uh, feel free to share your reads and your CM learnings and tag us on Instagram at the Filipino Parents. See you next time! Bye!